You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. And now, your starting lineup for Dirty Mo Doe. Up first from the great state of Ohio, he's the degenerate of the group who bets on anything he watches, the Chopper. Next, he's from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the man who does the real work crunching the numbers, the Professor. And last, hailing all the way from Maine, the crew chief of this misfit bunch, Steve Latar. Oh boy, special edition Dirty Mo Doe. I'm your host, Steve Latart. On the road, vacationing with the fam is the Russ. Professor, where are you? That's a pretty fancy background. Yeah, undisclosed location. It's not a, a vacation, it's a trip. It's a family trip. This is not a vacation. But I will say, Stevie, you'd be proud. We're averaging 19,000 steps a day. Holy smokes! Did you text Dale? He's going to want to know. <laughs> No, no. I'm, Dale and I are still on good terms. Watch a broadcast this week. There's zero chance I don't get Russ's 19,000 steps in from his undisclosed location. And just for the record, our family trip is a vacation. Yeah. So wait, wait, wait. you got to be introduced before you can start speaking. And then in the hot seat, we're missing the chop after a bad day, week in the books. He was excited to come on here to discuss his ticket. He was. He told me this. But... Uh, he's under the weather. I think the heat got him yesterday. No joke. I'm not picking on him. We hope he gets feeling better. Um, he he was under the weather, so we're gonna. He's excused or just didn't come. Either way, but he's not here on the pod. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's excused. Well, he excused himself. Are you gonna tell him no? We just do the pod without him. <laughs> so instead of off camera, now we got producer Trav right here at the payday seat. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, New Hampshire, Truex dominates. Professor almost jumped out of the booth. He was so happy to see his man go to victory lane. Like I, I, I hated he was he was leaving for this family trip slash not a vacation um, because he's bolted out on a Monday. I mean, I, I, only thing I'm going to tell you is your predictor didn't have Truex dominating, even though we all knew he would after practice and qualifying. Well, it did. It did after practice and qualifying. If you would check back, that's what happened with the, the predictor. Um, gets updated after practice and qualifying, and he indeed did go to the top after being second and first in practice. Um, we're going to get right into Chop's picks, and let me just give you the quick summary. Three W's, a whole bunch of L's. Monster loss for the Chopper. I, there's a lot of things I want to talk about on here. First of all, when he showed us this Monday morning, I called him, and I said, Chop, you were on the pod last week, right? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't see Truex or Bell on here anywhere. And he goes, man, they're like plus 200 or plus 300. I don't remember the numbers he gave me. But they were like crazy low odds. And I said, hey, you're the gambler. I'm just telling you that those two are going to dominate the day. And um, speaking of which, I want a, uh, a steak dinner off, off a senior advisor, a.k.a. my boss at NBC. Uh, because I lost a steak dinner on another bet, and then he said, well, who's going to run good today? I told him Truex and Bell, and he goes, I'll bet you a steak dinner. And the only thing I sent him on the way to the airport was a picture of a steak. I said, and I'm walking off. So yeah, we, we all we told him Truex over Bell. There was plus odds with the matchup bet, head-to-head. Truex was getting plus money. Yes, because I took it, and our what's the bet that we'll get on to later? So, look, I, but, the, here's the, but here's the problem for the listeners. Here's the problem. We aren't allowed to gamble. We give him our analysis of what's going to happen, but it's his ticket. It's not our ticket. And it doesn't say Steve's picks. doesn't say Russ's picks. doesn't say Dirty Mo Doe picks. It says Chopper's picks. Chopper, the guy at the top, Chopper. And for the record, he's plus money for the year, so I, I'm not going to get on him. Now, I did see a whole bunch of scuttlebutt about how he's doing and it's not real money. I can assure you they're real bets. I can assure you whatever you're guessing his, uh, his unit is, you're wrong. And I can assure you uh, that he's laying at least as much action. The second part is, and this is legitimate, so when you talk about units normally, a unit is between three-quarters and one percent. 
like 0.75 to 1% of your total betting for the year. We have taken a little bit of leeway with that. This this person on Twitter was not incorrect. You would never bet 50-something units because that would be 58% of your bankroll on one race. We're using the term unit because, like, what are we supposed to put? You know, a Monopoly dollar bill or an X or, you know, or a Miller Lite can? Like, so so I could tell you that when you talk units for the chopper, um, I don't. I, we we should discuss that when he gets on here because I could tell you that these fifty eight units. I know what his unit is. That's not fifty eight percent of his gambling bankroll for the year. So we 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 probably should clear that up next pod. I'll wait for the chop to come in to clear it up. Um, and let me put on top of all of this that this is f- for entertainment. If anybody's mad that they're losing this money, stop betting. It's okay to be a little mad, but like if you're really mad, like hey, I can't, you know, make my house payment, or hey, I can't, you know, buy groceries, then you you shouldn't be gambling. Like gambling is supposed to be adding entertainment, and Chop getting his ass whipped was entertaining for me because I uh, I picked on him a little bit, right? I mean, seriously though, Trav, like we talk a lot of time. It's entertainment. I have this one read. It's got every state. Look, if you need the uh, phone numbers, I got the phone number for gambling issues in every state I've read out. Um, so you have to be responsible with it. It's supposed to be for fun. But either way, it was not fun for the chopper because he got slaughtered. I mean, this is his first back-to-back bad weeks, too. I know. Like, he'd been doing fine. But, yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's okay. He doesn't want to lose the money, but it's he's moving on the next day. So if you can't survive oh, he, the next day, then you shouldn't moving be Moving on. Oh, he moved right on, right to the golf course. Yeah. All right, so let me go ahead and tell you. I'm going to defend some of his picks. I like the Blaney pick at 12-1. to 1. I like the Hamlin pick at eleven to one. Um, I like Byron at twelve to one. I mean, Blaney was there until they had the. the yeah, pick. I mean, he's not way off. I didn't like Chastain; he stunk all weekend. Didn't like Bubba; he stunk. Don't like Haley. Uh, I don't hate McDowell at eighty-four to one. So I'm, you know, I want to pick on his bet sheet, but he had some decent bets on here. The McDowell top ten, I would have been on for sure. He had he had great speed. Um, I didn't like the Chastain. The Stanhouse top 10 is more of a, a you know, why not? It's plus 650, why not? He was close. He was like, uh, what do you end up, just outside the top 10? So I say all this just because we do pick on it. But now here's where it gets a little Hamlin over Truex, Bush over Truex, Bush over Bell. Although, let me say, someone else on here thought Bush was going to have a good day as well. So let's review our picks from last week. Hold, Go ahead, hold on a second, though. To defend Professor, he said Bush on Thursday, pre-practice, pre-qualifying. Chop made those bet those. I think those bets. Hey, don't kick a man while he's sick. I was just going to let it gloss over. But if you hear that, Chop, that's Travis kicking you right but, there. Well, I'm curious, Professor, how did the predictor change after qualifying with Bush, where you had him before? And I bet like, it didn't move him much at all. It did not. It moved him, I think, one spot down. Here's why. Because Kyle Busch from the back is like a no brain. Just it just happens. Yeah, well, and he qualified oh, yeah. technically tenth, and he was he was good in practice when he was when he was going forward. So so it's not going to move him much because you know him starting at the back in the past has not been an issue. And I'll go one further. If you watch the broadcast back at like lap thirty before the comp yellow, I think the eight is cruising around saving tires for a stayout strategy. I'm like. Pfft. In no way he's that bad. And, and the professor's like tapping his screen where we get some of the radio communication. He goes, no, he stinks. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way. he Like, look who he's trying to race with back there. I'm like, I picture Kyle, you know, left hand on the door top or right hand on the petty bar, <laughs> water in hand, brrr, saving some tire. Nope. Apparently he was swatting flies. <laughs> I'm just going to say. So let's we're gonna say we're gonna have picks coming in from the end without Chop here. I don't know what we're gonna do. Chop's down seven units. Penske to win. Eh. Latart down two units. Big win. Stage two in race bet plus three hundred. Big win for Stevan. Uh, Russ Bush top Chevy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Travis Truex over Bell. The hammer bet of the week. Just just trying to get back to positive. Feel free to correct my gambling math, he says on here, which I do appreciate. Because I do. I will admit with... Nope, you're right. You're right. So here's a perfect example. I went into the week down five bets, down five units. I put a unit at three to one. So if I'd have lost, I'd been down six. But I won, so now I'm down two. So when people say, oh, it's a you know it's a three-unit swing, it's really a four-unit swing. Because if you don't win, you lose your bet. Yeah. It's good math. It's tight math. 
high and tight. We'll get to our picks in a minute. Let's move on to Pocono. Can we can we put New Hampshire in the background? Yes, please. All right. Well, before we move on to Pocono, Dirty Mo Media is heading back to Bristol with its extravagant, extravagant. They call it extravagant, all inclusive. Now I understand all inclusive. <laughs> Ultimate experience tailored specifically for Dirty Mo Media fans. And talent on podcasts. I added that part because I'm going to go eat on them. Join us September 16th for NASCAR Cup Series Bristol Night Race and enjoy a luxury VIP suite experience that includes a parking pass. I might have to borrow one because I can't even get one. Appearance by the host of Door Bumper Clear. Free swag. All the food you can eat and all the beer you can drink. (laughs) There's zero chance of getting rid of the chopper. I've got an idea. (laughs) Hold on. Hold on. Tickets sold out well in advance last year, so don't wait. Get Get your ticket today. DirtyMoMedia.com forward slash ultimate experience. If you get me before the URL, man, I'll never get to it. I think you and Dale should reach out to your bosses. You guys call the race from the suite. <laughs> Listen, I can assure you that unless we get weather, I'm going to make a sweet appearance because I'm going to come for that all the food you can eat. I can't have the all you beer you can drink, but hey, could, could I have someone in the suite pack me a post-race travel pack? Think I could do that? Get like three beers on ice packed up for post race? I mean, if I was there, I would do it for you. You're not going? I don't I mean, you gotta to talk to the boss man. Request is being placed. <laughs> on to Pocono. Uh before we get to the predictor, let me just say here's my gut question. Toyotas have been rolling. Chevy's have been rolling. Fords have picked up pace at Coke six hundred, St. Louis, New Hampshire, kind of breaking tracks. Pocono's an oddball. So I'm really interested to see where we land on manufacturers. Drum roll, please. Here we go. The predictor says, let me guess. No, I'm not going to guess. Go ahead. Yeah, I want you to guess. Uh, Toyota f- top. I would say Truex Hamlin probably got to be in the top three of the predictor. Kyle Larson's got to be up there. I have Kyle Busch maybe fifth to seventh on the predictor, although I think he's going to run a little better. I'd have Harvick right outside the top five. And and draft can prove I'm not looking at it here. Um Bell's probably high. Yeah, I feel pretty good. I feel like it's going to be a Joe Gibbs racing, Kyle Larson, William Byron, top five, just outside the top five, Kyle Busch, Harvick, maybe Chastain. What says the real deal? You're close. I, I've got a – the predictor has a big bounce back for Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch is at the top. And then we go Truex, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, and then just outside of the top five, Kyle Larson. Well, let's do it this way, though. Because the math would say, let's talk group one. Yep. I got group one, according to the predictor, I've now pulled it up, is Kyle, Truex, Hamlin, Byron, Harvick. Almost yep. interchangeable on the score. Yep. I thought Larson would be higher. What do you think's dragging Larson down? Well, he's never won there, and you look at his season. Yeah, but he's been Rick Allen there. That is where the Rick Allen happened. <laughs> it is. That is where the Rick Allen, like, like it, I call, oh, by the way, we're in a production meeting last week, sidebar. And somebody <laughs> said something about the weather, and somebody said something else, and somebody, like, early called. They were like, no, it's going to do this. I said, you just Rick Allen'd us. <laughs> and Rick, Rick goes, I'm sitting right here. I said, I know. He just did you to us. Rick Allen'd us. <laughs> you can't ever talk about the weather at a sporting event. Rick Allen, the, the quote, Rick Allen is getting on the air. He almost Rick Allen himself and then almost called it out a couple weeks ago. Yes. All right. So go ahead. Sorry. So so you think a big bounce. So Larson is the one, in my opinion, that's just kind of – I'm like, well, damn, Mar- Larson flies at Pocono. I thought his score would be a little higher. Yeah, he's got two runner-ups, but, but he's yet to win there. And you look at this year, you know, nine top fives, which is the most of all drivers, but six DNFs. He for sure is that. That's fair. I, I, I've got a question, Professor. Ross Chastain. Not where uh, Steve, I think, had him on the predictor. Yes, much lower. That's a great point, Travis. So the predictor has him outside group. He's the leader of group four, which puts him 19th. Yep. So his best average or his best finish at Pocono is 24th in seven starts. Average finish is 30th at Pocono. And he only has two finishes better than 22nd in the last eight races this year. All right. So we're going to say it's a Chastain fade. We're going to look into the bets. But hey, listen, you said. 24th and seven starts? Yes. Now, he was pretty good up there once. He got what's called Denny Hamlin. That's different than Rick Allen. He physically got Denny Hamlin. Had it coming back to him, though. I'm a, I was okay with the move. 
So I have some other questions, though, Trav, because that was a good one to point out. I have some questions flipping the other way, but are there any other surprises for you? Because I have a, a, a standout surprise per the book. I'm talking split predictor versus the book. Let's hear it. Middle, solid middle tier two driver Brad Keselowski. You have him solidly inside the top ten on the predictor, uh, and the book has given him no respect. He's uh, 16th favorite on the book, way down at 35 to one. He's plus money for a top ten. How confident do you feel about Brad K in the predictor in a Ford? Back to a little bit of my concern about the Fords. And, and when I say concern, it's not concern. It's the wrong word. It's a little unknown. Right? I mean, Professor, it's fair to say that we would have never predicted a Ford at the 600, and they were really good. They've made big gains, so do they carry over? Yeah, they've made great gains. You know, look at Keselowski. He's been sixth and fifth in the last two races. He's He's got to win it at Pocono. Lots of momentum coming in. You know, he has five or four top fives this year compared to zero at this point last year. Eight top tens compared to three. Um, I just feel like he's in the last – you know, you look at his Pocono numbers, they're really impressive. So if I go with that, and, and I'm trying to keep the pod a little bit on track when I listen to I get all over the place. Let's just talk about guys we think can bet inside the top 10, because if they can't run inside the top 10, then they're group bets or matchups, and it doesn't matter. The win, listen, I'm going to be honest, there's not a bet on the board of any of the top 10 I would take for a win right now. What I mean by that is Truex at five and a half, Hamlin five, Bush, Larson at seven, Byron at nine, Chastain at 12, Harvick at 16, maybe I would take pre-practice, Blaney at 11, Reddick 14, Bell 14, Elliott at 12, Logano at 16. None of those captivate me where I think I have to get it in. Like, I want to see the 20 minutes. I know it's only 20 minutes of practice. These are post-practice picks. None of those captivate me. Or Do any of those shock you on the odds Professor or Travis, where you're like, you better get that in early. I'm surprised at how 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 close those odds are, really, like at the top. Well, I, I think the predictor knows the kind of the chaos of Pocono. So you're saying, like, starting with Gibbs is where you might put a bet so, in now. So okay, so let's talk about that. None of the names I mentioned entice me. Harvick's the longest odds and Logano at 16 to 1, and they don't entice me at 16 to 1 because in 20 minutes it can be the Ford stink or flip. Let's go to the converse, which I actually think is going to happen. And he's going to be like, man, Harvick is pretty good. He might move to 9 to 1. I, I need to see practice before I place that bet. But if we scroll, and I got to scroll, you've already yelled at me, I have to do the scrolling. Ty Gibbs, 35-1. to 1. Remember, this is where he made his cup debut with no notice. Kurt Busch was knocked out. Ty came in. He actually did better there than I thought, and he's dwindled a little bit since. Maybe kind of hit or miss this year. He ran okay at New Hampshire. I was looking for more. How did he get in trouble? He kind of lost a little bit of swagger there. and got. He was with Bowman, right? Was he in the Bowman? Uh, he might have been. So he's 35-1. to 1. Bubba, 28. Suarez, Keselowski. I mean... Okay, so if if the predictor is right, where do you have Ty Gibbs on the predictor, Professor? Um, Ty Gibbs is 20th. So he's a fourth-tier driver. So the only driver up here, in my opinion, per the predictor, is Brad Keselowski at 35-1. to 1. He's a Tier 2 driver, according to the predictor. I mean, maybe a little nibble. He's plus 140 on top 10. I like the top 10 bet. I mean... I, 35 to 1 is still not long odds with 35 cars in the field. I mean, you got McDowell at 80 to 1 last week. Yeah, they've really bunched it up. And they have it bunched tight. it up. And if I scroll down, there's nobody down here. I mean, Greg, so Custer, Gilliland, McDowell. I mean, none of these guys. Come on. What about this track might be the reason that it's bunched up? Well, the reason is because we used to race there twice a year, five or six weeks apart. Now we only race there once a year. We get a real variety of runners there because while we don't get surprise winners, I, I don't count the Busher fog out win. You know, the rest of the time, they're really fast guys. It's like where Truex finally broke through after being cold for so long. Uh, help me out, Professor. Like, they're all Logano. We had one crazy fuel finish a few years back. Like, Blaney got his first win there. You know, the Rick Allen win there with – 
with Bowman won that race, right? He did, but Larson had him smoked, had yeah. a flat tire and yeah. in, going into turn three. So it's kind of like, here's why. I, I think these odds will will not be so bunched post-practice. I think there's going to be some movement to the front and some movement to the back. But I think people really don't know who's going to load fast there. And when and you can also take a fast car, and if you go in the back, you're done, man. There's no driving from the back in strategy. I, this is my uh, trivia trivia of the day. 15 wins as a crew chief. This is the only race I've won more than – or the only track I've won at more than twice, three times at Pocono. One rain shorten with Jeff Gordon. Still went. Like lap 102 rain shorten. Uh, well, rain it was 106. 106. It was barely yeah. in the rain. And only the raining two. in turn two. That's it when was, it was. It was Steve Larry Sprinkle a tart that day, and it was it was spectacular. So you guys, you guys were the the team that was telling NASCAR. Yeah, it's really it's really. Coming oh, we didn't down tell him it downpour, but only on one corner. Okay. Um, and then Dale and I had some success there in our last year. It was awesome. Um. So with those, so okay, so for the wins, you know, maybe a Keselowski at thirty-five to one, maybe. Um. I tell you, I'd be more inclined to put like. I think back to the Gibbs, I think he's another weight. You can't bet on him to win it. You're going to have to just miss that winning bet. You know, it would have worked if his, if his odds were like 50 or 60 to 1 because you could bet it all year long and you don't just need one win. But now they have him down at 35 to 1, and some races even shorter. You can, you're going to hemorrhage 35 units before you finally get a win if he keeps, you know. And no offense to Gibbs, I always say you got to run on the top five to win. He's really not doing that. He's better. But he's not really a top five or seven car each week. He's been that like which, during the race, which for like, the record is fine for his age and his start. I'm not picking on. Him. We're talking a gambling show here, and the gambling is: do would I have him in? I have actually used him in my fantasy some because you run out of usages. So, you know, he's not a bad bet. He yeah, just, he's been kind of that 15, 16. He'll get up there and during the race to like seven or eight, and then he kind of falls back. That's mm-hmm. to make that jump to top five is another level. That's another level for me. So let's talk the long odd guys. And see if any of these guys would throw a little quarter unit on. Busher, Fogg, he's now running better in RFK. I don't see it. Dylan, Dinger, Jones at 150 to 1. Legacy is really that slow. Jones, this would be the place that you'd do that. Talk to me. Talk to me, Professor. I saw the eyebrows twitch. <laughs> well, he, well, he was top 10 there last year. Um, he was top 10 in seven of the last 11 races there. Oh, whoa, whoa. stop. Seven of the last eleven, he was top ten, and he's four to one for a top ten. Yep. Okay, there's your pre-qualifying bet. There's the there's the there's the, and you might even make this bet twice. I would even make this bet. Like, say you want to hammer it, right? Eh, a nibble. I'm not sure if he does have issues in practice and qualifies bad. It's a hard road to go, right? Put you a unit on it, and then if he shows up in practice and it goes down to two to one, put you another unit. It's okay to have split odds. Professor, you like Professor Top Ten or Jones? Yeah, well, he's got um, five top fives there too, which is a, tied for his most at a track. So, so do you also like a top ten bet for him at plus four hundred? Mm-hmm. I like that oh, better than the oh, win. Yeah. Although the win at one hundred fifty to one would be a monster. It would be a Shane Van Gisbergen type day. Who's coming back? Who's coming back? Oh yeah, just go check the books now and see what kind of odds you can get for Indy Road Course. Everybody goes, how's he going to be there? Fast. I'll give you a little hit. Real fast. Just like he was in Chicago. And because he's the popular driver, no books are going to give him long odds. No, they, I know. They know people want to hold that the winning ticket with SVG's name on it. So it's kind of like you're, they're gonna, he's going to get a Chase Elliott. Oh, he's, get, he's getting the Chase Elliott odds for sure. He should open like at 10, and he's going to open like at 5 or 6. The new movie Gran Turismo is based on the unbelievable true story of a team of unlikely underdogs. A struggling working class gamer, a failed former race car driver, and an idealistic motorsports executive. Together they risk it all to take on the most elite sport in the world. Directed by Neil Blumkamp, the movie features an incredible cast led by David Harbour, alongside Orlando Bloom, Jaiman Honsu, Jerry Hallowell Horner, and Archie Medequi as Jan Martinborough. Some of the most famous racing competitions in the world are recreated through the use of actual Nissan GTs, drones, and practical effects. The racing sequences are so realistic that the real-life Jan Martinborough himself actually served as a stunt driver for the film. This is a movie that needs to be seen on the big screen. Gran Turismo is an inspiring, thrilling, and action-packed story that proves nothing is impossible when you're fueled from within. Gran Turismo is exclusively in movie theaters August 11th. Get your tickets today. Rated PG-13.
All right, so Jones, I like that. 150 to 1 for the, he's our long shot of the day. 4 to 1 top 10 might be the best bet on the board if 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 you're I mean your eye bet. That was a double twitch on the eyebrows for Jones. Um Almarola, Stenhouse, Priest, Haley. We'll look at the McDowell odds and he's been he's been quick lately. I'm not saying he's going to win, but that, that's that's one you don't want to lose. You saying the 250 to 1 to win or the 8 to 1 for a top 10? Eight to one, top top ten. Is it? That's a quarter of the I'm field. I'm just gonna say it. Should we be feel bad for Chase Briscoe that these are his odds? I mean, this is a man that dominated the Xfinity series. Well, this ain't the Xfinity series anymore. He's never finished better than fifteenth. Well, I mean, but I'm you can say the same thing straight, about man. this is a guy in SHR equipment, Stuart Haas, same as Kevin Harvick, and he's two hundred and fifty to one to win. I mean, I I don't know how to be nice about that. You would take McDowell over Briscoe, wouldn't you? Hundred percent. How about Sindrick? Same thing. Penske equipment. McDowell. I mean, think about that. Like, think about what you're saying. Holy shnikes. Um, Lejoy. I don't think he knows where Pocono is. <laughs> um, I know he's having a career year, but it went off the rails at New Hampshire, <laughs> and then. Um, which was weird. He got in that bush wreck at the end of the stage. I, you know, well, what happened was he was up front. He got caught speeding, went to the back, and then piled it off in there with the wreck with the, the eight at the end of the stage. We still don't really know what happened there. I guess our driver analysts think they were just trying to run high and got in too hot. So I'm going to listen to them. They've done it more than me. But his numbers are atrocious at Pocono. I don't think I can even get around. I mean, we're talking never better than 19th, two DNFs. Gregson. The only thing he hasn't hit is Ross Chastain this year. Well, I'll give it time. Um, for sure. Just give it time. Burton Harrison, atrocious this year. I hate it. He now at Darlington he was fired up, and I don't know what happened that day. We need him back. Because the guy at Darlington drove in the top ten all day long. Um I can't get any of these guys below here though in the top ten. I just hate to be that way, right? There's no way. Ty, McDowell, Gillen, Custer, Burton. And with these guys, wouldn't you you'd just wait till practice and if they do well you'll the odds will drop, but you're better off waiting and they couldn't do well enough. Yeah. It, 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 I'm just going to shoot you straight. Like, here's the problem. You said it. Man, this isn't intramural football. Sundays are hard. Like, you could put one of these guys in the fastest car in the field. Do I think they have the talent to do what I do? This is not a question of their talent. But as a community group, you know how hard it is to pit a car inside the top ten? Like, you better have your damn shit together. Right? I mean, right? I'm not trying to pick on anyone. Like, it's hard. The top ten on Sundays – is so hard. We take it for granted because some drivers make it look easy. Some teams make it look easy. Some groups make it look easy. It is so hard. Man, I'm cheering for Gregson and LaJoy and Burton and Custer and Briscoe. I, like, I want those guys to haul ass, but but they just haven't figured it out yet. Now, that doesn't mean they won't. Uh, I think we also have un- unreal expectations of some of these young guys. I think, I think they're going to be just fine. I mean, talking about top ten, it's unfair when, like, Truex, Hamlin, Larson, and Byron, there's there's 40% right there of a top ten. So, like, it's like, how do you get in there? You got to Correct. I mean, that's the point to look at it. Like, the professor will tell you, take McDowell because there's only 36 cars in the field, right? So, like, a top ten is a 12.5-ish percent, basically. You have to run in the top 12.5%, 13%. I agree with that. But to what Trav just said, I could take five or six spots off the shelf. Like, they're really running for that 7th through 10th, barring a crazy situation. Although we say that, there were some great surprises. Uh, didn't Briscoe just run inside the top 10 at New Hampshire? Because he was in that black and yellow mobile car. Huh? He was 10th. 10th. Yeah, I mean, so good for, I mean, happy for Briscoe. But I don't think he could do it at Pocono. I'll take McDowell. What? There's a driver that we haven't said his name. I think you have to say his name every week. Chase Elliott. I'm off the bandwagon until he can prove. There's just no value there. I mean, he even said it himself. I read a quote. Uh, he, he was a bit baffled by their performance. Um, I'm a bit baffled by their performance. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I think I think there would be value here if he wasn't the most popular driver, but everybody's doing what you just said, and, and the faithful fans keep betting it. Or even if – I don't know if they are or aren't. That's a lie. I don't know the handle on Chase Elliott. But the book set the lines like they're expecting the handle to come. So if you're a new listener, handle is like total money bet, right? So when I say handle, it is, hey, the handle on the cup race at 
Pocono is X amount of millions. That's total spent on the entire sporting event in a sports book. So the handle on Chase Elliott specifically is going to be higher just from his popularity. So you get a lot of casual bettors, um, which is great. Back to our point. This is for entertainment. If you're an Elliott fan, bet him. Like, sure. If you're going to cheer for him anyway, I'm okay with it. Like, you know, I'm not questioning anything. But I think that, to your point, when I look at the numbers versus the performance, what was your quote? This is just one you're going to have to miss. I think this is one that I would just miss. I, I'm not chasing the Chase Elliott bandwagon. How about Chase Elliott, though, back to SVG? Does, he has to be a little sad that SVG's entering a road course race, right? Like, Chase has got to be thinking wins. Yeah, yeah, that's another, uh, you know, that's another place where, you know, he's been good in the past in these road courses, and that's just another guy that's going to take him, take his spot away. He did win this race last year. Led zero laps, but he did win this race. So, look. Don't even get me into that. <laughs> this is a race where they all got thrown out. And if you have any questions, just call Professor directly. Um, so here's the truth. I'm baffled at the nine's performance. It would not shock me if he ran 10th at Pocono. It wouldn't shock me if he won. That is an uncomfortable position for an analyst to be in. I, 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 I just don't know. And now let me say this. Alan Gustin and I are very good friends, and I have avoided him the last two weeks to have this conversation because I'm like, everybody in the world is picking on the poor guy, like not pick, like picking information from him. So it's Chase Allen's really good. Allen's really good. Hatcher Motorsports is really good. They could win. I'm more baffled at their lack of speed, to be quite honest, than I am – if he won. So as a gambler, do you think that scares people because you don't know if Elliot's mindset is go for broke or just try to point? Like, does that scare you then? I don't like- think it's a mindset as just much as this is, I think, the hardest car to predict. Nobody could predict its current pace because we don't see the lack of pace at a Byron and Chastain, which is which is what I don't understand. If they all move slow together, I would say, and I'm sorry, I lied. Byron and Larson. You know, so it's like. You know, I would trend the company down, but I don't think that's really the case, which makes it more baffling to me. I actually think Chase Ed's going to win the championship. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's like the Logano type year. Actually, I'm not sure if he'll make the playoffs. If he makes the playoffs, he's going to be dangerous. Because remember Logano. Nobody was predicting Logano in the middle of the summer. He won the championship. I don't know what to make of Chase Elliott. Do you, Professor? Did you just predict him to win the championship? I was just – that was okay. – if they okay. cut that as the sound bite, I will, I will counter it right on social. Like, this is a lie. <laughs> Um, I don't know who's going to win. Someone asked me today, let's do championship predictions. I'm like, hell no. I can't predict the championship four. So let's, Russ, you've got Chase eighth on your predictor. That seems fair to me. That's a, we're exactly where I think he's going to run. From everything I've seen this year, he's going to run fifth to eighth. If he hits the strategy right and gets the lead, you probably won't pass him. He's good enough to win. Do I think he's going to drive from fifth and take the lead on raw speed? I haven't seen it yet. It might change through practice, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I think the the big thing with Chase Elliott, like, he's just not leading laps. Like, it's not like he's running terrible. He's just not running top five and leading laps. He's led 38 laps this year. 38. Where would that put him on laps led this year, ranked among drivers? Oh, hold on. That's a good trivia question. Hold on. 38 laps led is going to put him 12th or 13th. What's your guess, Trav? 17. Oh, no, no, no. Not that many guys led laps. 19th. Really? Yep. Trav to the win. It's going to be really close from like 19 to get me. Who's 10th? Tyler Reddick at 209. Huh? So who's at who's Well, at, yeah, who's at 13 then? That's where no, I had him. Who's who's 20th? Chase Briscoe at 115 is 13th. So it's not even close. 115 to 38 is a big gap. Yeah. And then 20th is Stenhouse at 24. Good guess, Trav. That was impressive. That was impressive. Listen, you guys are turning me into a degenerate. Ah, that's the nicest thing I've ever said. All right, let's move this thing along. Are we done with the odds and who's going to run where, what, whatever? So basically, here's what I see. Pre-practice, maybe a little nibble on Kez at 35-1. to 1. I could go back and forth on that. Jones at 150-1. to 1. If you listen to the professor and his stats, I think you got to put a little nibble on the win. More than that, find your comfort level. 4-1, to 1, top 10, Jones, pre-practice. That's the bet on the board on a Thursday for sure. That's the one I think I would take. And we're fading Chastain, right? And we're fading. Well, we haven't got to the matchups at yet. Least but four. at this point, there's nothing I've seen where he's going to be in wins or anything. All right, let's slide over. Oh, yeah, that's me again. Let's go all the way over. Or we go. Let's do some groups. 
Truex, Hamlin, Bush, Larson, zero chance. That's a win. Somebody has to win. Byron, Blaney, Elliott, Reddick. I don't hate Blaney in this group, but Byron's having a good year. It's tough to overlook him. Group C, Chastain, Bell, Harvick, Logano. Harvick at three to one. Man, that's disrespecting. Group D, Bubba, Suarez, Kozlowski, Gibbs. You would say this is a absolute Kozlowski bet per the predictor. Totally. I agree. I think that's the the group D bet on the board. Bubba, you tell me where you have him on the predictor. Bubba. Bubba is 15th. That's a tier what driver? Three. Okay. Suarez. 17th, tier three. Gibbs. He is 20th, tier four. And Brad Kay's a tier two driver per the predictor. So uh, I think Group D, it's Keselowski. I like that bet a lot. Plus, he's plus 300 right now, which is interesting because if you look at Group H at another sports book, not with our friends at DraftKings, um, it's almost the same group. Keselowski, Bubba Suarez with Bowman in there. So we've basically swapped Bowman for Gibbs. They're both long odds, but Keselowski in that group goes to the favorite. So that's what's interesting, right? And he drops to 210. Yeah. Three, and it's not like he like is the favorite. So go see our friend at DraftKings and get him a Group D at plus 300. So would you call this Kozlowski Group D DraftKings bet a hammer bet? Not or not quite a hammer. It's in our top five. No, I haven't been to matchups yet. Yeah, it's definitely in our DraftKings bet to watch. Nice. Matchups. Elliot to Bell. Stats would say it should be a head-to-head. The year would say, although Bell was just flying and couldn't get it to the finish. Not his own doing. Well, maybe his own doing. He sped or had a pit crew. No, it wasn't on him. It was on the pit crew, but it was still a team issue. You have to bet the whole team, not just the driver. You're avoiding that one, Professor? Uh, I would say the the year says Bell, for sure. And and Bell's got a little extra track time. So does Elliott this week. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting. Something about Elliott scares me this week. I'm avoiding this one until practice. Um. I want to see him. The next one I'm taking right now because the odds are going to go after practice. Byron over Chastain. We're fading Chastain. Byron's numbers at Pocono is just okay. In the last four Poconos, he has two finishes of seventh or better, two finishes of twelfth. But the truth is all four of those will outrun Chastain's finishes. Yeah, and and the same odds. So it's a head-to-head. Agree. So we're also taking Byron over Chastain. Yeah, especially when you look at the model with where Chastain is at. It is, yeah, it's, it's not even a uh, – Suarez and Bowman. Suarez is the favorite. I don't see that. Tell you, I'm telling you, Alex Bowman, I will say it again. There was nothing about this guy that screams win a race, and he's going to win two or three, maybe not this year, but it seems to do it every year. Um, Suarez is off this year. He's off. He is not the same team they had last year. Travis Mack is very clever on top of the pit box. I know Bowman's working with a new crew chief. Um, I think they're both thinking must wins, right, Professor? Like, like they're both. We saw Suarez's group do some really crazy stuff at, at at New Hampshire during the pit strategy cycle. Yeah, which which surprised us really, right? Like, because he was he's right there on the edge. He- yeah, but it ended up working out okay. Suarez is the favorite. I mean, I'm a, I would put Bowman as the favorite. So, I mean, Bowman at even money over Suarez. I f- kind of like that bet. But Suarez is not a must win. He's just – he one point out. Bowman's got a new crew chief. What – the chemistry – what is – like? What's so it's it harder. Well, it's really harder now because here's what happens. It's, it's – the stuff you focus on, you don't need chemistry. They're both professionals. So when you say, hey, is the car loose or tight? I mean, they're going to understand the vernacular. They're going to get to what they need to be. It's the unspoken. It's the inflection. You know, we always hear these one to five scales, and then the driver says it's a 10 tight. Well, why do you have a scale if you're going to make up what you want to say? You've instantly added emotion to it. Like, that's a joke. It's a one to five scale. How can it be a 10? Like, and I can assure you when you say it's a 10, you've driven tighter. So now is it really a 10 or is it really just a four, but you're pissed, so you make it a 10? Like, those are the things that a relationship can help, right? Because if I've worked with a driver for four years, I'm like, okay, take a breath. I know we're not good, but is it really a 10? Like, force to, like, take a breath. So it's like a marriage, like when your wife comes home and you say, how was your day? And she says, 
it was okay, but you can tell by the tone it wasn't. So th- that's basically it's this. You know, this is the question. Where are you going to eat? Oh, I don't care. Oh, they care. <laughs> You're supposed to know what that means. Well, let me tell you. It's the same thing with a driver. I'm a tank tight. You need to understand if that's really a three, a four, or a five off the tone of the screaming that I'm a ten tight. And, and and these new crew chiefs like like this combination. So first of all, Bowman's been out of the car just to make it even more complicated. Then lack of practice of qualifying. I don't or lack of lack of practice in general and testing. You know, I, I'm not sure it hurts as much as we think on like the race weekends. But I do think it hurts to build a relationship, right? Because those crappy Saturday morning practices when your emotions are high, you kind of learn a lot about that. Like I've been married to my wife for 22 years, and I can tell you we're a better, uh, you, you know, we're in better unison now because of all the ups and downs of 22 years of having kids and life and. You know what I mean? And that's the same thing that happens to driver and crew chief. Now, at the same time, you can be together so long, driver and crew chief, that perhaps you start taking it for granted the talents of one another. But I think for Byron or for Bowman and his crew chief, it's just early on. Like, it's hard to ask the right questions, especially of a year when he goes out. With all that said, I'm still taking Bowman over Suarez when I look at the numbers of Pocono. There's not a number that says that Suarez should outrun Bowman. I agree. Okay, Bush Hamlin. <sighs> Avoid. No chance. Yeah, I mean, the odds, I might have a different opinion after a win. No chance. Harvick Reddick. Why do I not? Why does Reddick not come to mind at Pocono? I mean, he's okay though. Getting better. Yeah, he was runner up there last year. So I know it's late in the year to say this, but I'm going to avoid this one because this is kind of like when Reddick went to the first road course. We weren't sure how he's going to do in a Toyota. I think all of his numbers are kind of in that RCR equipment. Um. I have a hard time now knowing what that RCO equipment is is or was because Bush is pretty good now. Um, and Harvick's a little unknown. There's not enough info for me to lean one way or the other here. You okay with that, Professor? The head-to-head tool has a hammer on Harvick. Really? Like, yeah. how, like what do the numbers say? Like track 4-1 to one Harvick. Um, you know, they've only been in five races together, so... So, th- so there you go. Season, they're 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 basically head to head, but you know when I look at that track and see four to one, that's that's pretty impressive. Well, if the head to head tool has a hammer and Harvick is the the dog at even money, I would bet it then. That would be my suggestion. I know I wasn't feeling it, but I'm I'm. You can't look at the stats and not believe them when you want to believe them. I would I'd bet it then if that's the dog. Truex and Larson. <sighs> I mean, Larson at even money is always a good bet, but Truex has been so fast lately. If you like Larson and you want some entertainment and he's your guy you're cheering for anyway, you don't think Rick Allen's going to Rick Allen him again, maybe take Kyle Larson. Uh, but I'm not feeling great about this one because either of these guys have firepower. That's what makes it so hard to bet two favorites like this. I think this is an emotional fan bet. So for sure we got the professor on Truex, and for sure we got Larson's fan base on Larson. So we just – Take this moment for a second and talk about what's going to happen in the booth if Larson is leading on that last lap. I'm going to reach over and press Rick's cough button. <laughs> this is how it's going to be. A champion in the sports leading it. It'll be Larson. And that's going to be me on his cough button. And I'm just going to be like, currently it's Larson leading, uh, Truex <laughs> second, Byron third, and he's off turn three. Go ahead, Rick. Larson. That's how it's going to be. Once you get straight off turn three. Larson takes the white flag, and then you will hear nothing until the check. Actually, no, that's not true. It's going to be one to go, presented by Credit One Back. Kyle Larson continues to lead, and I'm going to say, Rick, just be quiet. Guys, it's been a pretty good race, and I'm going to talk all the way to turn three. Then I'm just like, okay, Rick, make your call the man straight. We are not going to Rick Allen him again. Here's how many steps I had this weekend, folks. Yeah, matter of fact, I'm going to be like, so, Russ, 19,000 steps. One, one to go. I get it. But we're gonna, there's three corners here. Just get them through all three. There's no way we're letting Rick Allen Rick Allen him again. <laughs> no chance we're letting him Rick Allen him again. Ain't happening. Matter of fact, I'm going to call my boss, my big boss, my big boss's boss, and say, hey, look, if Lars is leading and Rick has a bad call, this is the reason why. I think they're <laughs> going to appreciate it. I think they think the story's funny. I think they need to bring back that call. Oh! Oh, I'm writing that down. we got to have the Rick Allen. Pre-race. We're going to have the Rick Allen call for sure. <laughs> yes! That's part of this good. podcast. I'm on the pre-race show. We're going to have that one in the pre-race show. All right. Bowman Suarez again. So here's a perfect example. Our friends at DraftKings, they don't like Bowman. 
because uh, other books have Bowman as the favorite. Bowman Suarez, you sure you didn't get those odds swapped? I mean, don't doubt me. But, but you're here. Trust but verify is my motto. Trust but verify is my motto. Kaz and Bubba, that's a Kaz hammer per the predictor. Uh, Elliot Bell, we're avoiding it just like we were earlier. The reason you might hear the matchups again, because we do go through some books here. Harvick and Bubba. Harvick should be the heavy favorite, but you're paying big juice. Blaney and Kozlowski. Blaney is minus 185. Can you get Kozlowski in front of Blaney? Blaney runs really good here, though. Yeah, but for that juice? Spoken like a true gamer. Yeah, I think you hesitate. At plus 140 for Kozlowski to beat one driver. So I'm going to argue both sides of the fence and let the fans decide. Here you go. Everything in our power says Blaney is the favorite. But Kozlowski is closer. He's a tier two on the predictor. So I know it's easy to chase the plus 140 juice, and I probably think that's not a bad idea. But my mentor in the gambling world told me, win a bet. Look what happened to Chop last week. He wouldn't pay the juice. I know you want to pick on the Truex bet, but other than the Truex bet, the reason he didn't have Truex and Bell in his winning thing is because he didn't want to pay the juice. Maybe he should have just took you know, five units on Bell, five units on Truex, and didn't bet anyone else. Like some point, I, I know this is awful to say. I know a couple buddies of mine about make a living on early round tennis. And they pay monster juice for these favorites. I don't even know. I'm not even going to predict what the numbers are. It's, it's unbelievable minus on money. And they put a crap ton of money up and just chunk along taking their wins. So I hear you. I, I'm avoiding it. I'm not going to get suckered into the Keselowski plus money over Blaney because the predictor says Blaney should win. So why even have a predictor if you're just going to take Kez at plus money? Chastain and Bell, this should be a Bell hammer. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back to that. Let's go back to that. So the predictor has Keselowski in front of Blaney, first off. Yep. Yep. And then you said everything says it should be Blaney over Keselowski. That's not true. That is absolutely not true. That's just your emotion. So, so this year, they, they both finished better than each other 10 times this year. The last, the last five races, Kozlowski's finished better than him the last five races than Blaney. When's the last at time Kozlowski outran Blaney at Pocono? Well, in the last five, he's outrun him four of the last five. At Pocono? Yes. So you're telling me that the numbers would say you would bet Kozlowski for sure? The numbers, yes. Yes. That's it then. And plus juice. You just take the Kez over Blaney. All right. I'm not going to argue with you. All right. Chastain and Bell. The numbers are going to say Bell. We've already talked about Chastain at Pocono. Oh, my goodness. Gibbs Gibbs and Stenhouse. Minus 200 Stenhouse plus 155. Oh, boy. Well, we know where Chop's going to be. We don't have to ask him. (laughs) So here's what's going to happen here. Let me just go ahead and tell you. I don't know where they're going to finish, but let me just tell you. Gibbs is going to be faster than Stenhouse. But Stenhouse has a bazillion more starts than Gibbs. This is going to come down to, like, I don't even think this is going to come down to driver. This is going to come down to restarts and pit strategy, and whoever's in front of the other one's just going to cruise his way to the finish. What do you think, Professor? Well, for the season, it's Stenhouse for sure, like 13-7. to 7. But Stenhouse at Pocono is, is not very impressive. I mean, he's never finished in the top 10 in 19 starts. So it would be easier if Gibbs had 10 starts. I mean, I'm just going to shoot you straight. I mean, it's really hard to predict Gibbs because he's kind of in this trend. Now, I wouldn't have had it. If you didn't show me the juice, currently we're looking at a minus 200 versus plus 155. I would have had it like a minus 140, you know, plus 110. I wouldn't have had it this tipped, personally. I do think Gibbs is the favorite. uh, But, I, I mean, it's a little disrespectful to Stenhouse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's it's hard though. Silence says it all right there. We're going to avoid this one. <laughs> My man's never been in the top ten. That's defendable. When a Stenhouse fan goes, "What do you mean?" I'll be like, "Well, he hasn't finished in the top ten ever." All right, manufacturers, you leaning one way or the other? Ford's the dog. I, I think if we get into practice and Ford is really fast in practice, th- then we can look at that because that's you know. They're the big dog there. 
So here's an interesting one. Top Ford, because you just said Keselowski was better than Blaney's. Not better. That's a lie. Keselowski's numbers favor him over Blaney. And Blaney is under 2-1. to one. Harvick is 2-1. to one. Logano, 3-1. to one. You get Kez at 5-1 to one as a top Ford. Who was our top Ford last week? It was a surprise, wasn't it? Top Ford was, was Logano. He's second. Second. Oh, it was it was looking the other way, and he ended up cycling up there. You're right. It was somebody odd well, with like 50 to go well, or something. Blaney was up there, then he had the pit penalty. Yeah. All right, I don't see any real favorites here. Um, winning number, odd or even. Odd is a huge favorite. Because you get, listen, you get Truex, Hamlin, Larson. I mean, if you're going even, you're looking at Bush, Byron, Harvick, Blaney. Then we have some crazy props. I'm going to read through them because people like props and because I won on a prop, which was stage two and the win at 300. I'm avoiding stage one and stage two and the win because you don't lose a lap here, so I'm not sure how they're going to pit. You could pit before the stages, uh, or you can run the stage out. Um, what do you, mean, like you, what do you mean you don't lose laps? So we used to have road courses where you would pit right before the stage end, even under green, and nobody liked that, so we got rid of stage ends cautions stage and cautions at the road courses we still have them at pocono so i haven't checked the numbers yet this week but normally it's like if uh if you're within like seven or eight seconds of the leader you can pit and not go a lap down so when you come to two to go at a stage right before they close pit road you could come on pit road get your service go back on the racetrack and then when everybody pits at the end of the stage you cycle back to the front so for that reason you know i don't think you would give up the win professor but if you win stage two, there's a chance you're going to restart like sixth or seventh because I do think people will give up just regular points. If I already had a win in the bank, so therefore I wasn't racing for the playoffs and I wasn't going to win the stage for a playoff point, I would pit two to go in the stage and try to cycle to the front. Like a Tyler Reddick. Just get that point. Absolutely. So, so, so Absolutely. the stage two winner has never won at Pocono. In the, uh, in the 11 races there with, with stages, there's 22 stages, only twice – only two, two, two times has a stage winner went on to win. That was stage one. Yeah, so, so I'd kill that one. Let's go back up. Either Bush or Larson win at three to one. Not interested. I don't feel that great about either of them. I mean, you know, not to bet at three to one. Any to win Harvick, Bell, or Hamlin, two and a half to one. Still don't like it. Logano top Ford, Bell top Toyota, 20 to one. Man. Bush top Chevy, Blaney top Ford. I mean, these are hard to hit. Elliott top Chevy. All top tens, Kozlowski, Blaney, and Byron. Oof, no thanks. All top five, zero chance. Here's an okay one. Both top ten, Logano and Bubba. You can get Bubba on his own at plus one four. Yeah, I don't like any of these. What's the one you have down there what with about Max Verstappen? Max Verstappen wins the Hungarian Grand Prix, and Byron wins Pocono, plus 1,300. Nope. I mean, Max Verstappen is going to win, but you're basically betting on Byron at 1,300. Yeah, but you you'd take yeah, but that you'd over, at nine. over nine to one. You'd get him at nine. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to tell you, you want to talk about a bad beat? Say you get the Byron half right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, that's a risk I'm not going to take because I don't have to be like, hey, so I got the hard one picked right, but I messed up on the easy one. Here's the fun one. Like, you're laughing, but can you imagine that? All right, go ahead, Trav. Trav's excited for this one. Trav has the floor. Here we go. Elliot to make the playoffs plus 155, Professor. Well, yeah, because the my uh, expert here said he's going to win the championship, so he's got to make the playoffs win, win, no, win the championship. Please. Don't be dumb. I'm going to use that as the title of the podcast. Don't what? Don't be dumb. No, Elliot to win the championship. I'll unfollow. <laughs> I forgot to mention some guys. We spent so much time on Chopper's days that I skipped some other folks. So I want to give them their due because if they take their time to send me their picks, I feel like we need to. We need to call him out. Yeah, I'd love to show the winner some love. Um, right here, Kyle Rutledge. Steve Letarte's advice was so good, I hit it twice. Martin Truex Jr. to win outright, and Martin Truex Jr. to win outright. He got it for two different odds. I like my guy. Uh, and then this guy, Mike. Uh, I, can't, I can't connect all the words of his handle. Uh, he had Martin Jr. to win. Uh, both at 650 and 430. So he, once again, bet it twice. Odds moved. Uh, he had a Briscoe top 10, which is a good bet. I didn't see that coming. Some Brad Kays. He had all oh, the prop bet, stage two plus a winner. 
my man. Uh, let's see some other ones on here. We had one guy that I called out for photoshopping, and he called me back out on thingies. Right here, Jeremy Bush. Guess who's back? Still not doctored. Shop them books. You know what, Jeremy? I believe it because I believe this is an absolute good bet. He got Truex at plus 450. He shopped the book around, um, and he had a nice little hit on it. Uh, it was placed on 716. What day is that? Is that race day? Well, uh, yeah, it was race day. So we got that plus 450 on race day. You got that on Sunday. Sunday. What, yeah, original race, race day. day. Hey, man, congratulations, Jeremy. That's how you do it. Shop those odds. Get what you need. Some wins on Twitter. I love it. I love it. Melly to make the playoffs plus 155. I think that's a great line. I'm just going to say it. You guys pick on me. My point was in just saying he was going to win the championship because nobody had Logano. Now, Logano wasn't this far out last year. He already won a race. Um, I will say if Elliott makes the playoffs, you just don't ever know what kind of like IV adrenaline drip that's going to be if they win and they get in and or they exhausted from the year. You can look at it both ways. I think this is a great line to make the playoffs at 155 because I don't think he's going to get there on points. If he was, what is he, 60-something out or something? He's 60. I think if he was 60 out in 17th, I'd say maybe he could find 60. Firepower to get 60 points on one guy or one guy can have a DNF. But the problem is there's so many guys in front of him. You know, to gain 60 points, you need people to have trouble and you need to have good days. Well, you're not going to have five, six, seven cars all having DNFs on the same day, right? So I just don't – man, I just don't see it. I'm sorry. So um, I also just love the creativity of putting this bet out there, knowing the people this is a big topic. Like, I wish we had more of these kind of will this person make the playoffs. I, I, so I think you're great. Like, so – I'm surprised because I thought this would be like even money because of his popularity. So that tells me that the books are seeing the professor's data that nobody's made up more than two points to make the playoffs from this point. And they're like, it ain't happening. Um, So would you make this Elliott bet? Would you advise it, I should say, since you're not? Would you tell Chop? Professor, what are you? No, to put this in perspective... No way. This bet is in the realm of a Gibbs, Bubba, Suarez, Kozlowski, Bowman top 10 here. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just giving it in perspective. So if you said you had a dollar to bet. But, but let's take it further. You're, you're saying that we both agree that he needs to win, right? I think he has to win. It's a win. It's a must win. So, so you're saying this, these are the odds for him to win over the next six weeks. I got to look at the schedule. And remember, we, we said, oh, we got road courses coming up, but now we got all these road course ringers that we think can actually win a race. Pocono, he could win. Richmond, he could win. Michigan, he absolutely could win. I think Chase makes the playoffs with a win. Where'd you win at? Michigan or Daytona? I'm taking the bet. You and I. Speaking of bets, a year now. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to get real specific on this one. Yeah. First race of the playoffs. Is in Darlington. Yep. You I know, know where I'm taking you. You know where we stay. No, we're not taking you there. You know where we're we going, stay. We're going there. Yep. You know, just down the street at the other hotel, there's that steakhouse that we got like in the lobby. Loser picks up the tab, wine and all. No. No way. <laughs> no way. You, you're too aggressive. What's the bet? Are we going to do a dinner only? No, no. This is the option. It's plus 155. He has to take the wine or not. That's the bet. It, it's, this isn't a negotiation. He can say yes or no. One bottle? One bottle. No, I'm in for Pam's, but that's about it. No way. We're not, we don't have time for Pam's story. <laughs> okay, so speaking of dinner bets, our professor and Chop, we're all square now, Double right? or nothing and Professor won. Yeah, so we're back to zero yeah. with that, right? Yes. No, no dinners. How, how do nope. you feel about that? I, it was such a relief. I was sweating so bad at the end of that race. And this this week was a tough week for me, too, because I was next to Stevie in the booth, and that was rough. His left arm's killing him. I Because lo- normally he's left to Rick. Today he got, was next to me, and I whacked the crap out of him as many times as I could. <laughs> okay, I'll give you another one. We'll bet on dinner post-Xfinity race Kansas at the Yard House. But you're paying for the bar tab, too. There'll be no wine. All right. We're good. I'll do that one. All right, fans. Come on. A, dinner on uh, Professor at the Yard House. There's, there's a casino there. There's no chance he's going to go to the Yard House. Ooh, he should go to Final Cut. <laughs> nope. Duck fat fries. You ever had duck fat fries? I haven't. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know what duck fat fries were until I had them at Final Cut. They are magic. Professor, don't lie. 
<laughs> little yeah, core salt on it. Oh. That's the bet. The bet is the art Speak- house. All right, what are we going to do without Chop here? we got to make picks. Well, hold on a second. Speaking of Xfinity, go on to Sheet 2. We got, oh. we got, speaking of Chase Elliott. Oh, great transition is why he's the producer. Chase Elliott in the Spire. Is it a Spire entry? How is it listed? No, that's a Hendrick entry. No, car. it's a Hendrick. That's a Hendrick entry. Well, I have to ask because to like they do go back and forth. That's a Hendrick entry. Nemechek, Allgaier, Custer, Suarez, Hill, Barry, Chandler Smith, Creed, Mayer. Oh, boy. Two to one. That's tough. I'm a, I, I like Chandler Smith at those odds. 16 to one. Won there last year in trucks. That, that They've been fast. I, I'm taking Chase Elliott. I'm sorry. Like... No offense to everybody else up there, but I'm taking Chase Elliott. I mean, Chase Elliott, two to one. Like, I will say this: if he goes and runs fifth in this Xfinity Series race, I feel really concerned that I'm going to be buying Yard House at Kansas. <laughs> do you think that's one of the reasons Chase he's... Elliott is a some wheel? He's a driving son of a gun. So, do you think that's one reason he's racing this Xfinity? Is he just needs more lap time? You know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's a Hendrick Cars thing on it, so I don't think it's a sales thing. Um, I haven't asked anybody, so I would be guessing. But I don't think a guy like Chase Elliott runs this race unless he thinks he needs it or wants it. Maybe he's working on something. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to ask him why, but but um, it is interesting. So you're thinking maybe a nibble on. Listen, just he's the most just popular driver. He's in the Xfinity Series race. And you got I, I don't hate the Chandler Smith the 16-1, to 1, but if you're asking me who I would bet on, this is one of those you just win a bet. That's low odds, but gosh darn it, he's good. Let's look at the group, see if there's something else. Custer, Barry, Suarez. What's Suarez in? The 10, right? Colleague 10 car. Yep. I hate five-driver groups. I just think it kills your There's juice. two forward down below. I scene. know. Anyway, let's go down to the four-man groups. Sammy Smith, Creed, Mayer, and Heim. What's Heim in? Heim is in that 24 car for Sam Hunt. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the Sam Hunt car. Well, I mean, so no offense. I'm ruling him out. Yep. I mean, we're not going to put Sam Hunt racing with Junior Motorsports, RCR, and Joe Gibbs racing. No offense to Sam Hunt. But come on. With three cup-associated guys? So now this is really a three-man group of Sammy Smith, Creed, and Mayer. Pass. And I just haven't seen it at a mayor. Huh? That's a pass. I think it's Creed versus, Creed versus Sammy Smith. I think you avoid it. Yeah, but the question is, if you were going to bet something on Chase Elliott at plus 220, you could get Creed against those three at plus 220. That's kind of my and So argument. you're looking at it as Creed versus Sammy Smith heads up then kind of? Yeah. All right, let's go down to group D. Allgaier, Nemechek, Custer, and Barry. I, can we can we believe that Barry's a plus four fifty? I mean, I'd take Barry. Shocking. I think I'd take a flyer on Barry too. I mean, I do think he's probably the weakest of those four. If I looked at the numbers this year, but no, I think the juice is a little wrong there. I think he should have been like a three hundred. I think Custer should have been like a two ten. I think Nemechek and Allgaier should have been like a one eighty or a two hundred. They got way too much credit at the front. I'm taking Barry at plus four fifty if I had to take one. Go to uh, sheet three. Holy smokes. You tell me we got trucks? <laughs> Kyle Busch, even money, driving his own truck, correct? Yes. Going for – Talk this week that he thing. wants to – well, hold on. Talk this week that he wants to drive long enough that he can run a full season in trucks to prepare it for his son and then get out. Isn't that what he said in the interview? Yeah, he Look wants to win the championship. I did this much homework. I am. He wants to win the championship when his son's 15 – and then he'll share the truck with his son for two years till he can run the full season. That'd be an awesome thing to see. I'm going to tell you, there's not much things that would get me back on top of the pit box, but truck racing with Kyle Busch seems like a pretty good gig. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and let you know. Stats would say he's going to be pretty good. Uh, and then you got Ross Chastain. Plus, I could do that. That happened on Fridays. I could do that and TV. Uh, Ross Chastain, what truck's that? That's that uh, niece. I could tell you just by the tone that Russ doesn't like that one. What bell? What's Bell in? Bell's in the Hattori extra car truck. All right, he's got to be fifty-fifty in his truck starts. He's not fifty-fifty, but he's like thirty-seven percent. 
I would take him in even money at 37%. Well, it's that time. Five bets to watch from our friends at DraftKings. I'm going to start long shot. Everyone likes a long shot. Jones, 150 to 1. It's a long shot, but 150 to 1 seems like great odds. Yeah, I, I love that there. This is one of his best tracks, too. All right, well, let's uh, stick in the cup world and let's go jump right to matchups. Uh, we're going two of them that we love. And, matter of fact, I think this might have to be the hammer bet. It's Byron over Chastain. They have him head-to-head right now. I think once practice starts, Byron's going to look even better. I think you have to hammer Byron over Chastain. Chastain's numbers at Pocono, not good. Agree. Harvick over Reddick. Harvick's a long shot. No yes. way Harvick should be a long shot against Reddick. Agree. Man, we're on fire. Two agrees in a row. Um, well, that's only – let's see. That's three bets to watch. Let's find our fourth. Oh, groups. Let's go back to our group D. Bubba, Suarez, Kozlowski, Gibbs. Kozlowski, a long shot. I think that's wrong. I like Kozlowski. That's my bet this week. Ooh, pre-calling his bet this week. And then the last one, it's low-hanging fruit, but it's going to be fun to watch. Saturday, Pocono, first race off the books. Basically even money. Kyle Busch in the truck race. He wins not quite half of them, but nearly half of them. I think you got to take Kyle Busch in the trucks. There you go. There's your five bets to watch uh, from DraftKings. All right, let's talk picks this week. Last week. We reviewed it earlier, but uh, since I won, we'll review it again. Chop down seven units. Steve ground back with the big win of stage two in the race bet. Russ is down a unit. Kyle Busch took his money and left. And Travis is down almost three units, which moves you to third now. That was a big swing. Chopper would get to go first. So what we're going to do is, since Chopper's not a person, is we'll let every bet be on the bird for Chopper, even if he's copying our bets. That's a good rule because he wasn't here to listen. So next up is going to be Travis. What's your bet, Trav? Uh, give me a Kozlowski Group D. Oh, took it in front of the professor. <laughs> oh man, that is so that is so wrong. <laughs> um, I'm next. I am taking. You take that Max Verstappen bet? No, no, I'm going for just another win. I'm just taking a win on the board, and I'm taking Chase Elliott in the Xfinity Series race. Wow. Chase Elliott on Saturday. So you're going to lose a bet on Saturday then buy dinner in a few weeks. <laughs> Go ahead, Professor. Group D's off the I, board now, Sunshine. I'd like um, Keselowski over Blaney. Ooh, Kez over Blaney. All right, we're going to get Chops picks um, and give them to you again. All right, anything else? This has been a pretty good one. Trav, you might have to come to the table more often. Maybe I'll make some bets this weekend and see if we can outdo Chop. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, guys, listen, I'm not lying. I'm counting down to football season. Make sure you keep tuning in in the fall. We definitely are going to talk more than just racing. Once football fires up, we're going to talk it. I can't really bet baseball at the moment. I mean, so. we are. Uh, we're on the cusp of the U.S. Open. It's the greatest golf week of the world. Like five weeks out from college football. I know. I can't wait. Week and zero. you know the other thing I love? Is it's the Open, the Open Championship across the pond. It's on the morning. Oh, I know. I wake up with my coffee. I get to watch golf. I set my alarm. What's Trish? Trish, you're like, what are you doing? It's so early. Oh, I got work. I don't have work. I'm going to my office to turn the TV on. Six weeks left to the playoffs. It's Chase Elliott watch for dinner in Kansas City. And uh, it's going to be a great time. Good luck to all your better out there from our producer, Travis, at the big table today from Missing Chopper. Uh, we're going to call a heat stroke on the golf course from my man, the professor. I'm your host, Steve Letart. May all your bets pay off. Check out Dirty Mo Media on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram.